It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know, no matter, uh, however, is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. A cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Actually, today we do have quite a bit in common, everybody, strangely enough. A little. We'll get to that in just a moment. Today we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a couple blocks down from Napoleon Avenue. And uh, they have a three-hour happy hour here every day, by the way, in case you're interested in that. From 3 to 6 p.m. They have an awesome brunch on the weekends. And if you'd like to stick around for the next hour, you can spend happy hour with me. And my guest, James Airy, is here. Pleasure. Whose nice voice to see you. you've probably heard many times before on... 104.9 FM Classical. Classical 104.9, yeah. We launched here in the Crescent City just about 14 months ago and uh, a great success so far. So for everyone who has tuned in uh, already, thank you very much. And if not, well, you know, you ought to. What's the phone number for the fun drive? Well, the fun drive has just ended, but, but great, great segue. You can call and pledge anytime. 1-800-286-7002. That's 800 800- 286 <laughs> Isn't that great to be able really to watch good. you and hear that at the same time? Yeah. It's quite a treat. <laughs> and my lips didn't even move, yes. That's amazing. And before that, you were on WWNO, which is the NPR station. Correct. We had classical music on uh, until about a, f- a few years after Katrina. Did you quit after the classical music went off WWNO, or was that a coincidence? It was more of, of, of my concern just about the longevity and the, uh, of the health of the station. Oh, you thought uh, it was fucked after they took off the classical music. I hoped it wasn't, but I I looked out for myself and got another job at a station in Omaha, Nebraska. Wow, so you really thought that the NPR feed was going to be less successful than classical music, which is the least popular genre in the whole country? No, not necessarily. I mean, there was a break. Not necessarily. There was a break that the station was going to be able to take advantage of from NPR to say, you know, you get to air... Uh, morning edition are all things considered free without fees for a year or two but once those year or two were up right was the station going to be in a financially strong position and you you guessed no i guessed no and there were some and lean guess what and there were some lean out times to be totally wrong and you're back <laughs> happy very happy yeah well happy very happy, happy. Back. well that's interesting i didn't realize that you were betting against the station how do they well, f- how no, do they I was, feel I was about betting that? for me i was betting for myself right yeah. How'd they feel about that when they heard that you were not great. Like a traitor? Not, hashtag not great. <laughs> if they, I don't think they had hashtags back then. What about then, but the yeah. fact that they hired you back? Is it the same people that you quit on that hired you back? My, a lot of my colleagues are the same. Management is a little different. The university is a little different. Right. I mean, this is a completely different entity. It's a 24-hour FM, traditional FM radio station, which is something the city has never had before, even prior to Katrina. This is 104.9, the classical station Correct. you're talking about. So Correct. I, I, I'm going to have to jump in. Linda Seabright is here. Thank you. Hi, Linda. Hi. Yes. Linda's I'm, also a radio personality from San Francisco. I am, and uh, our lives have paralleled each other as far as our stations, but I'm already confused. So um, you, the WWNO is WWNO, and you're saying that it ran classical music after Katrina, and then it stopped. Is that correct? It did. Okay. It did. And so then you jumped ships, I did, sort of. a Midwestern ship, Okay. Yes. And then you came back to this classical 104.9, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. associated with WWNO? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's owned by the same people. The same okay. New Orleans Public Radio owns and operates the license for that. Okay. So um, 
I think I understand now. Yeah, I'm but we're sure moving forward. It's great. We're very, very, we're very, very happy. And yeah. Linda, you're on an NPR station in San Francisco. I am, and how we parallel each other, James, and uh, my dear friend, and my other dear friend. Mm-hmm. Kelsey May is Yay! here, who we haven't even introduced at all. Hey. Dear friend Kelsey. number three. Hello. Kelsey May is making her third or fourth appearance on Happy Hour. Which one is it, I, I wonder? I don't know. Can't remember. With a new band this time. Correct. Last time you were being on your own, we've actually charted your whole career. Have you? You started out when you first came on Happy <laughs> Hour. I was in preschool. You were in preschool. Just drinking. You just arrived from just Shreveport. Drinking. Yes. And you were a poet. Correct. And then you gave up that and became... Well, not exactly. Hmm. Are you still no a poet? No one ever gives up being a poet. You don't give don't up being think. a poet. Well, I guess some people might. Well, what about Garrison Keillor? He gave it up. Oof. Did he? I think he gave up a lot Talking of NPR. <laughs> Yeah, so he... A reputation. Do you guys know the inside story about Garrison Keillor being NPR people? I, I do. Well, what happened? Well, well there, was, there was a thing, and he potentially, theoretically, hypothetically had happy hands, and some people were concerned about his happy hands, and uh, he retired himself. Okay. And they had to rename the show. He owned the, he owned the name Prairie Home Companion, apparently. And he also owned a lot of the content within the show. You know, a lot of the characters, a lot of the sketches, a lot of the routines. He right. owned the copyright for that. Hmm. They had been looking to make a name change for the show for a long time. And this was, of course, a little sooner than they wanted, but they had been wanting to make a change for a while. Do you guys listen to that show now, whatever it's called, Live, Live from Here? Live from Here. Do you Heard listen to times. it? I have listened to it, and I like it very much. I think mm-hmm. it's about 5,000% better than when... Yeah. Garrison Keillor. It's a I, whole different show. It's I a little fantastic. more music. It's a little less sketchy. Yeah. 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 But uh, it's actually interesting and great and funny and yeah. current. I actually never liked Garrison Keillor. Ah. And sorry, I'm one did of very what? few who couldn't stand him, actually. Did, sorry. You, know, did you know that the show <laughs> used to be three hours long? Oh. Did my, anyone ever listen to the whole three hours? I'm, I was shocked when I found I'm it. I'm sure some people did. My daughter was devastated that the Prairie Home really? Companion. Devastated. I more miss the writer's almanac. Well, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Prairie Home Companion. Yeah. Is, your, but, yeah. is your daughter in institutional care or something? <laughs> no, I, I tried <laughs> to explain to her how remiss she was in, in feeling badly about this. But anyways, How old is she? She's 34. And she thought Prairie Home Companion was interesting. It was the court. writer's almanac that she liked. Well, that's not even... Con- Connected. It's just the same person. I'm starting your day with a poem. <laughs> exactly. That's what I it was. That, that was pretty good. That right. No. Yes. I must say. Why does someone else do that? I wonder. Did he uh, own it's, that? In the, it's in the works. It is. Oh, it's in good. the works. Oh, James, you, you, you should do it. Kinds of inside scoops. So I, I do have to say, from a completely personal and local standpoint, he came. He Garrison came twice to New Orleans to do essentially one-man shows of his own accord, with all the house profits going mm-hmm. to. WWNO post-Katrina back in the day. So that's a pretty cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. So it, in, in retrospect, what happened happened, and what he did, he did, but he also did that as well. So Well, even a person with bad qualities can do good things. Right? I, yes, I think there, we, we can say that about all of us. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people I, we can Linda say that is about. a mindfulness instructor and coach. I am, right? in addition to so being you, a, So you're more person. understanding about people than most of us. You know, um, apparently not. I, oh, really? I, no, I, yeah. I got you're in trouble. You're judgmental? I'm and very judgmental, and I'm very hmm. black and white, and I label people, and I stereotype. I'm really very bad. Well, then what is the point of doing a whole mindfulness I, I lifestyle? I think I'm going to quit. I'm gonna, <laughs> that's it. I'm done, man. Maybe I, you could explain to us, Kelsey. Do you you know what mindfulness is even? Uh, I know a, a very little it. bit about it. Not not a ton. What do you think it means? Um, I think it means concentrating the mind away from outside stimuli. Okay. I don't know. 
I mean, so do I. That's it. I'm, I'm going to quit and Kelsey is going to take over. James, do you know what mindfulness is? You're the kind of guy that would know that. No? I know the term. I don't know what it means. Didn't you win five games of Jeopardy or something? Yeah, it didn't, came, it didn't come up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mindfulness so for 800 was not a, was not a Can thing. Can you believe it? He really did win Jeopardy. I, I, believe, I totally believe what it. What did you end up winning? Like a whole bunch of money or what? About, about 80 grand with the car. Are you serious? Oh. Jeez. You won eighty thousand dollars. There was literally a gasp here in the restaurant. There was yes. Yes, that is impressive, isn't it? Very. I'm. I'm. Do you know how long it takes us to win eighty thousand in podcast Maybe dollars? Three lifetimes. Never. <laughs> yeah. Never. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Never. Never. That's impressive. Sorry. As my father says, Ken Jennings won two point two million, but he never did win a car. So. Okay. I was on in the era when they gave cars after five days. So really? yeah, if you won- stuck it out for five days, you end up with a car. Correct. Well, okay, so you are mindful without even knowing it, I think. Okay, for being For being so smart. Explain. Well, so the common misconception, I think, or misperception is that if you're mindful or to be mindful, you have to be happy and peaceful and like a yogi all the time. Mm -hmm. So I've had friends say to me, um, that's not very mindful of you, Linda, or check your mindfulness, you know, when they think I'm being bitchy. And that's not what being mindful is. I mean, I can be bitchy and be mindful. Mm -hmm. Right. I have no idea because I don't know what it is. Yes. What is it? Okay. So what it is that that's what it's not. What is it, it is being aware that you're being yes, yeah, and being ah. at peace with yes. your and being and being at peace with your bitchiness, coming to terms with it. Um, I would say it's like living in the moment and kind of what you said about shutting out the outside. Not necessarily. I didn't really mean shutting it out, but um, just. Focus, finding focus within yes. it all. Yes, exactly. So finding that deep place of stillness and peace within yourself. Does that actually exist? When you're in a traffic jam. It does. It does. It does for everyone. It does. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. James yeah. is finding it right now. Look. Look, he's, he's tapping in. I'm contemplating. Hmm. Contemplate away. Yeah. Tell me. Share your thoughts. Share your mindful thoughts. When you are in a place of, do you refer to it as being in a place of mindfulness? I, is that the term? I, I do not refer to it, and I don't think that's the term. You know, so it came from the so Buddhist wrong. tradition. <laughs> you lose. Big it comes red from X. the Buddhist tradition. The it does, yes. And there goes the car. <laughs> what? There goes the what? car. Yeah, they took it back. When you say, okay. What, what Buddhist tradition is that? Well, um, John Kabat-Zinn is the founder of mindfulness-based stress reduction. Hang on. Stop right there. John Kabat-Zinn? Zinn. Z I N N. Short for Zinfandel. That would be funny. Hell of a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? That'd be great. John Kevin. What's your name? Zen. Zen. John Zen. That sounds like a wine, actually. I'm so Zen. This is my wife's eightfold path. This is my wife. Okay, that also went over my head. Eightfold path. You don't know what the eightfold path is. Even I know that. Oh, no, eightfold no path. Eightfold path. Yeah. Yes, you have to yes. enunciate if you're going to be on the. Oh, he's a fucking professional <laughs> broadcaster. <laughs> I'm teasing. James, these, are, I'm teasing. these are the jokes. This is what I came I know, with. It's I know, all right. I know. It's okay. Uh, I don't even know what Ra- it was. John Cabot Zinn. Oh, yeah. So, John Cabot Zinn uh, worked at UMass Hospital. Okay. And uh, doctors started sending him their patients because they couldn't do anything more with these patients who had chronic Why'd they send them to him? Pain. They said, you are a doctor and a meditator and a Buddhist. Maybe you can do something with these people. The people came. They learned how to meditate and be mindful. Voila, their chronic pain went away. That was 30 years ago. What does it tell you? It tells you that reaching into this mindful state and tapping into it and letting go of all your distracting thoughts as best you can can actually create new neural pathways in the brain 
and override the pathways that have been created okay, through well, trauma. Hang on, is it is it literally killing the pain, or is it is it finding pathways around the pain so that you no longer B. You no longer have any stimuli. That's exactly right. That's exactly so it. So it's bypassing the bad part of your brain. Yes. That's and what meditation is doing. Yes. Yeah. And there's tons of science that shows that. Can you? Could you like bypass the bits that have memories of your past marriage? Um, yes. Absolutely. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Have you meditated? Do you? I have. I I should do it more regularly, but I, I don't how have a regular practice. More, how often is more regular? I don't have a regular practice. Do you, do you have to do things regularly to you benefit don't from so. it? You don't. You don't. No. You can meditate while you're brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. You can be mindful while you're uh, in a traffic jam, like I said earlier, and you take a deep breath. You tap into not what you're, when, how late you're going to be and not what led you to that busy intersection, but just feeling your body. We could feel someone else's body, which that would be even passes better. Passes the time, I think, a lot more quickly. That, I, I actually think. do enjoy. There's one exercise you can do where you um, you just focus on something, whether it's something you're touching or something you're seeing or something you're hearing, and you just focus deeply on whatever that noise or or ciders touch is, and think about that, just that, and like all the questions that you have about it, and all the like, where did this come from? Why is it doing that? You know, all those kinds of things, and and it's a really way to calm yourself without. So one of the exercises the is exactly that. We uh, we pass around a raisin, and we have someone a raisin, a raisin okay. around the room, and you feel the raisin, you feel the little ridges, okay. you smell it, you look at it, you rub it on your lip. Yes, is passing this around? Well, no. You. <laughs> Does everyone have their own raisin? I'm thinking now. Is Let this me a think. No, a box no, of raisins? We, 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 we each have our own raisin, okay? Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> that's a little different. So you each have your own raisin d'etre? Yeah, we have our own. Oh, James. That, that's a good one. That really is. Yeah. It really isn't. No, actually, it was good. Again, I'm speechless. Okay, so finish, just, finish, oh, no, finish, finish Okay, the so raisin. then you eat the raisin. And now, from now on, you look at raisins in a whole new way because you've experienced the ur, the essence of the raisin. The raisinness. The raisinness, the very essential. I feel like Lorraine Hansberry. Yes. Who's that? She wrote a raisin in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Do you have any more raisin j jokes before we move uh, on, Kelsey? No, but I do. I, I learned from my grandmother that a spoonful of gin-soaked white raisins oh. a day is good for arthritis. Boom. My mother. Gin like we're kindred spirits. Hang totally. Gin-soaked <laughs> raisins will cure arthritis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so or, we can... Or just give you an, ex you an excuse to take a shot arthritis. of gin <laughs> once Maybe a day. they form some different neural pathway <laughs> in the yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the raisins. They actually taste really good. Okay, they, so yeah. check this out. It says about Kelsey May, who's... You have a new band called Evermore Nest, I see. Here. Correct. Okay, this is what they told me about you. Says um, who is they? I don't know where this came from. Graham DePonte, our producer, or Christian Unruh gave this to me actually. Says um, it says that you travelled to Tennessee, experienced totality, met your spirit guide, and made a record. That is all true. Should we go through those one at a time? <laughs> I love Linda. it. Love it. Professional I'm interviewer. So excited about the totality. Um, it is the actual sequence. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, okay, totality meaning what? The eclipse, August 25th of last year. Um, Nashville was in the, the line of totality, meaning that it was completely dark. Like, you know, so the you sun went, was completely blocked. So you went to Nashville to make a record? Correct. 
And you happened to and be the, there when the it was the eclipse? The day we started recording was the day of the eclipse. By and so we, design or by chance? No, by chance. Wow. So we took a little break, and then I went with uh, my producer, Nielsen Hubbard, who's a photographer. And we went and set up on top of an interstate overpass. And we're, it was a beautiful view of the skyline of the city and got to experience the whole thing, which was totally wild. Wow. I mean, it's like two minutes of darkness in the middle of daytime. And the, the birds were flying, like, just chaotic like freaking out. and yeah, every, every I mean the birds were incredible. And you were on a highway overpass. Mm-hmm. You Which was a that? bridge. I mean, it was a right. With other people, up I there think too? Nielsen thought that people might stop their cars, and he thought that would be a cool shot ah, to okay. get more so than the actual sun itself. Sort of a pox, which sort of they apocalyptic. didn't do. They didn't? No, no, <laughs> and everyone kept driving. And they drove in the dark. Well, really? yeah, you well, can well drive it was just like dark. nighttime, you know. Never mind. People headlights are that blase that they just turned their lights on and drove yeah, right through. Yeah, totally. What did you think you'd want to stop? I and know. See that once in every three hundred years or whatever. It, is? it was pretty cool. So that, that, yeah. that, so was that was the, the day. Begin, that was the day that was you started recording. That was the beginning of the trip. That was the day we started so recording. So you paying for studio time while you're out there? No, no, we took a. Well, yeah, like, I guess I was. I mean, I was paying for a full day, and we still got a full day of recording in. But I guess only two minutes out. Yeah. So did that okay. inform your? I'm sorry for jumping no, in. No, you're a professional interviewer. Well, right? did that inform your recording? It must have. I, I, mean, I think so. How could it not have? I don't. I mean. Not in some sort of literal way, you know, but it, it sort of felt cosmically blessed, you could say, or, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well, what's your it opinion? Oh, absolutely. I think it's probably richer and deeper and, and mm -hmm. more, you know, something. I'm pretty excited about it. That's for sure. It won't be out for a while, but, um, but I can't wait for people to hear but it. But it's finished. Mm-hmm. It's okay. totally finished. What's it called? It's called the... That, the place the, that you call home. The place that you call home. Mm -hmm. And the band, it's not you under your name anymore. It's called, it's, there's a Correct. band. Now. I'm changing, I'm, I'm, this is a new project. So it's like, it's a little bit of a new sound. It's new arrangement, new band members. And, wow. um, What yeah. happened to the last band members? Do you have to fire well, everybody? Well, some of them are still around. Okay. They're all still around. But as, so who's the new band? Pudding? Um, it, it depends. It depends really? on the shows and who can who can be available. Um, Puddin is still Puddin's still in, in the band. Uh, <laughs> Puddin is my wife, Lucy. Puddin is a. That <laughs> was like the very first show that I was, was on. We were talking about how Google her. changes can change your name. Like, but if you put somebody's nickname in, it'll change it in their email. To uh, it's complicated. I understand. I, I think that. I understand. But um, Lucy became known as Puddin. Love it. Thanks to Google. Love. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, and, and Adam Everett plays drums with me. Okay. Um, Derek Duplessis plays pedal steel. Rebecca Crenshaw plays violin. So you have pedal steel in there. That's yes. nice. I'm really okay. excited about the addition of pedal that steel. That changes the whole thing. Yeah, it does. It so does. you've gone sort of Americanery type. Yes. Wow. Officially. How Americana. cool is that? Okay. Yeah. So you're in the sort of listen to Williams world? Yeah, or? I hope so. I would wow. love to be. Okay, yeah. A that couple of the folks point. that played with me are on the record uh, in Nashville tour regularly with Emmylou Harris, which is wow. just like my wow. so idol. You're in, so, yeah. You're in a whole new league. Just a little now. bit closer to stardom. You want to play something? <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, and then we're going to get back to after we come back, we're going to talk about your I'm spirit guy. Should we do I'm the getting... spirit guy conversation now? No, no. Way. Guys, I, I want to hear music. Way. You want to hear some music? I want to okay. hear music. All right. Okay. What is on my glasses? Anybody see this? I Can you see, see anything? anything? Yeah, I mean, am I imagining fine. it? You're fine. It's like a fly. So this this tune, um, yes, kind of goes with the cosmic theme. Okay. I'm scared. I'm gonna pull everything. Yeah, don't over worry. Now we'll I think you're all set. I'm gonna hang this here. I don't know if that's gonna work. 
Let's see if we can hear the guitar first of all. So this song is uh, on the record, it's called Major Tom, obviously a reference to Bowie classic. Sometimes we listen when we pray, sometimes we don't have words to say, they say God speaks in mysterious ways. I just shut my mouth and watch the ocean waves. Your lips are cruel when they kiss. I work my way like Sisyphus. But you rule this rock with an iron fist. Don't matter much to me I kinda like it like this I know nothing But what I know This world done lost me Long time ago So I search the stars for a sign I'm asking questions all the time But this world, it's a circle No, it ain't no line And I'm back where I started But I'm doing alright Yeah, I'm back where I started, but I'm doing all right. I might be where I started, but I'm doing all right. I know nothing but what I know. And this world unlocks me long time ago I feel like Major Tom I feel like Major Tom I feel like Major Tom 
Well, what did you think? Oh, I just loved it, and I love the um, the Sisyphus, Sisyphus and rock reference. Yeah, it's Sisyphus. pretty hard to get the word Sisyphus into a song, <laughs> right? So you're a she professional interviewer of musicians and people who make music on the radio in San Francisco. Yeah. Thank so, you, what would your first question to Kelsey be? Um, tell me where you were when you wrote that, and and what inspired the Major Tom reference. Um. You know, I don't remember exactly how Major Tom popped into my head, but it was November, I think, of 2016, which was right when the world started getting really fucking weird, hmm. especially here in the started. United States. Well, it was like well on its way, but like I feel like now it's just totally bizarre. It's it just like. Point. I don't think I could have imagined in November of 2016 <laughs> what of March could. or April of 2018 would be like, but. Um, I think I was just feeling like a little bit, this was before I had the, the um, before I got pulled to Nashville to work with the people I was working with on the record. And so I really didn't know what I was doing or where I was supposed to be or what I was supposed to be writing. I just, I don't know, somehow that, that was one of those songs that just came out in a second. Some, some songs take you weeks, months, years to write. And that one came out in probably about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And that was something you were feeling, that mm -hmm. you're, you were out of control. Just like, yeah, I had no, I felt like well, I had no control of anything. The world control, you I were felt like everything was out everything. of control. I felt not like the world's out of control. I felt like my life was, you know, not out of control, but just like I didn't have control. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's it the does. the opposite of mindfulness? Well, no, not necessarily, because it sounds to me like you were in the zone. You know, there's some songs that are, that are written almost without you trying, it mm -hmm. seems, that just come to you. And I think they come from the universe and they come like almost perfectly formed right away. And that sounds like that was the case with this one. Other ones you have to struggle and rewrite right. and rewrite and work on. Well, and the part of what was meaningful to me during writing that song was that was the last line, which is letting go. Like, hmm. you know, in the, in the, um, the Bowie song, Major Tom eventually says goodbye, you know, he lets go and he floats off into space. And so to me, that's kind of what I felt like. I'm just like, okay, world, I'm going to, I'm giving up. I'm, yeah. like, I'm letting go, and we're just going to see what happens. And that turned out to be a really good decision, <laughs> a really good so move for me. So when you stopped trying to control things in your own life, things got better? I guess. I don't know. I think it depends there, on the person and, the and where they are. I don't know. It was for me that day. They talk about it with athletes also having the same thing to do with musicians, that there is that sense of being in the zone or having uh, momentum or that creative instinct where you think you're just kind of a little bit outside of yourself and where is this great content coming from and the more you try not to think about it the better it can be mm -hmm. sometimes it's a tough act yeah balancing wise this is. the other the follow-up question that, that i would ask if i were an interviewer yeah uh, <laughs> um is who are some of your uh, influences that is all over the place um jesus bowie <laughs> I, I grew up listening to the Beatles, and so they were a major influence on me. Um, I also, as we discussed earlier, have a background in poetry, so a lot of my lyricism comes from that background. 
And um, so, I, you know, when I was coming of age, writers like Tori Amos or like Counting Crows back in the 90s. Um, well, what happened to those guys? What happened to Tori Amos? Is she still around? She's still she, around. Yeah, she is. She, she, James, had, she just played here she recently. She just performed she at the Sanger last year. She Thank you. Okay. Or not, and what about at, um, Adam Duras from Counting Crows? What happened to him? He's still around. He's still doing He's still some going? stuff. I think that... Um, he used to be here a lot. You used to see I him around. Saw I saw think... him many years ago at a bar in the French Quarter. I thought I'd die and gone to heaven. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, a famous person. <laughs> he spent a lot of time here in New Orleans back in the day mm-hmm. when they were actually Yeah, yeah they would play a secret place. show every, yeah. every I don't he remember if it was it. Jazz Fest or Voodoo Fest, but they would come into town and they would play right. a secret show at the Shim Sham Club. Shim Sham. Which is now um, oh, One-Eyed Jacks. Oh. Okay. But um, you would have thought at some point he would have counted all the crows <laughs> and had to sort of move on to the next stage See, of his this life. Is what, this is what we, we, we were waiting for, James. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'll have another yeah. Diet Coke. <laughs> have another drink. Okay, listen. So we were moving along here. We're on to the next part of the sentence, uh, Kelsey, oh, okay. which was going to be talking about your spirit guide. Right. So I was okay, staying. So how did that happen? I was, I was staying with a good friend of mine who I used to tour with, a songwriter by the name of Jeffrey Lewis Coke. And he had started going to this empath group, a group of people who would meet, um, I don't know if it was weekly or, or monthly, but um, people who, who have um, the abilities to maybe communicate outside of the physical realm. Okay. And I was just, I was invited, you, and I was like, okay, it? I don't... You were invited along. I was invited, yeah. I, okay. I, I, don't, know, and I don't know enough about this, um, this world to really speak about it eloquently or intelligently but I was invited to just go and um, I'm open-minded so I thought yeah this would be fun and so one of the members of the group um, was usually they would have a, a, a somebody would lead a discussion on a topic and and then that was just the meeting but for this partic- this particular night they led a discussion on spirit guides and spirit animals and then led a meditation a group meditation which is not something they would normally do but I just happened you to just be there, and here I am. Yeah. Right so, okay. so this I participated in, in this group this? meditation. This is in Nashville. Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, and so in the in the meditation, you can either go up like a hill or a mountain or something to find your spirit guide, or you can go down, as in like you know, down into a canyon or water to to find your spirit animal. And you're given the choice. And I was kind of hoping that maybe I would encounter an ancestor or, or like you know, a family member that passed when I was young. Um, so I chose to go the spirit guide r- route because sometimes you can have family members or ancestors. It doesn't have to be. And so, um, so I, I did that experience, and it was not, it was not a family member at all. I, it's kind of a long story, but... Were there any drugs involved with this at this point? No, this was purely, mi- like, mindful meditation. sitting around in Nashville. Well, and so how did they, how did he guide you? Like, did he... D- Why do you say he? The who, uh, person... It, it was a he, yeah. but there were, but okay, there were all kinds of... I'm very one. empathic. <laughs> um, I appreciate the question, though, because assumptions. Yeah, okay. no, no assumptions, you know sorry. Um, but, um, so did he say... Now choose whether you want a spirit guide or choose whether you want an animal. And I mean, how? Well, everyone has spirit guides and spirit animals, and so it was just about. Do you have James? Do you have a spirit which, animal? Whichever one you wanted to experience, you know, meet so with or an emotional spirit see. animal or just a real. Sorry, go. Okay. Oh no, it's so, it's fine. I'm so you're 
you what do you say you're doing a group meditation is there any audio is someone leading the there, saying someone you're is leading the meditation describing okay what you're doing Which, like what does that sound like a description uh, probably directional like you know you're looking around you're feeling the wind okay because you're outdoors in this meditation in your mind oh, oh okay so they were just giving you some you know right some some ways to envision yourself Ooh, in this I, physical I space this. i love this i'm so excited and um and so they would say, and now you know, now you choose to either go up the path or, or down the path, and then the meditation continued. And there was some music playing to keep you kind of centered right. and calm. And and then you and found I went up into the woods and I and I met my spirit, spirit guy, <laughs> or at least one of them. And who was it? What's his name? Uh, more. What's with the he's? Oh, you said he was a he. You did. No, yeah. no, not. You I did. thought you were saying my spirit, not my spirit guide. That's the interesting part. I thought you were saying the, the group leader or the person who was leading the discussion. Oh, no, I was talking about your spirit guide. Sorry, no, the my, he, this, I misunderstood. He is a he, the spirit guide. No, the spirit guide had no gender. Oh, okay. Because, well, the spirit guide was a child, and the child was so lit by the sun behind them that I never actually could see their face. Um, and children are, you know, well, sort of genderless in that sort of way when you can't, when you can't see them and they're not... Mm-hmm. Was he wearing blue or pink? I, I don't know. They were so the child was in a tree and invited me to climb the tree. And so I just like I could see their little feet swinging and we just had this like moment of it was just like all light and and beauty and calm and peace and it was incredibly moving. Wow. And did you I mean cry? I did. Not I was bad. I was weeping in the middle of this wow. this room in Nashville. It was pretty random, but it was uh it was very Moving and meaningful and unexpected. I'll what say that. The, it was very unexpected. Other than the moving aspect of it and the sort of strangeness, what, was the, what did you take away from it? Was there a message or information? I, or? Um, I think the message was that I, I'm okay. Like, this is good. Where, what I'm, where I'm at, what I'm doing, this is, this is a good place to be. So okay. it was like confirmation or affirmation? I think so. I mean, it was, I, it was probably more than that. You know, there was a lot of peace in that moment. It's beautiful. But, um, Did it change your life at all? I think, you, I think so. Here's my question, Kelsey. <laughs> have you gone back to ask uh, the child for help? I have not. No, I did do another meditation um, here in New Orleans uh, over at Rosalie Apothecary. They do some really cool classes and, and workshops. And, and I encountered a different um, sort of higher self. I wonder if it was your, <laughs> wonder if it was your child. I, I have no idea. The people in the group, because some of us shared, you know, and I was sitting there with tears in my eyes, so people were curious about what mm. I'd experienced. So I shared what I'd experienced, and some of them mentioned that it could be, um, it could have been a cherub, it could have been an angel, like a guardian angel, it could have been Christ. Cause of, of, Christ of, mm -hmm. himself. See? Could have been. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure. I love, can I just say, I love sitting here. What, James? <laughs> James is just sitting so quietly. He's gonna make he's gonna make a really bad pun. I know he is. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm contemplating again. Okay, contemplate away. I love sitting here at Wayfair and talking about spirit guides and totality and um, you know the cocktail esoteric stuff over a cocktail. <laughs> right. And people are not even paying attention to us. <laughs> well, it's New Orleans. You know, it's New Orleans. But you know, here we have this fabulous music. We've got headphones on. There's all kinds of wires, and nobody's giving us a Nobody. second glance. Nobody gives a shit Isn't about that anybody. Don't you love that, that is one of the great things about New Orleans, I must say. You can Seriously. do whatever you want. Yeah. 
and no one's no. going to be no. interested or judgmental Just about that. Just coming out of Easter weekend here, they were showing a lot of the Easter-themed films and things on a certain theme on the, the movie channels. There's a movie called Barabbas, Anthony Quinn. They Barabbas. were in Rome filming this. I'm, I'm going to guess on the date, or 1960, 61, 62, something like that. He was one of the bad uh, disciples. And while they were filming there in Rome, there was an eclipse, uh -huh. and they decided to film it. And obviously the, the film stock that was available in the early 60s doesn't exactly do it justice, but there is a color of the sky, <gasps> and this is, of mm. course, decades before CGI or anything like that would come along, and it's just remarkable Stunning. to wow. see. And you, you can see this has a physical effect on the actors in the scene. Oh, and really? it's it's just really remarkable. Mm, it's cool. up towards the end, but if you out. have a chance to see it, yeah. That sounds awesome. I'm it's, called, it's called Barabbas. Barabbas. A Anthony Quinn, yeah. Okay. I love yeah. Anthony Quinn. So you're still watching TV in your off hours, James? Absolutely. I, you know, I'm pretty basic. It's it's news and ESPN and, and classic movies. And uh, I talked to Thomas right before we started today. Oh, there's a scene uh, from, oh, good job. from Barabbas. Sarah found it. Nice. Oh, beautiful. Boom. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is awesome. That is gorgeous. What do you mean still? Watching TV, what, why, like well, there's most, different ways of most consuming have content. Given up TV yeah. now. Have you still have a TV? Yeah, I watch it all the time. Do you? Yeah. All the time. What do you watch? Not all the mostly? time. Doctor Phil is my guilty secret. <laughs> Doctor Phil is he still going? Yes. Well, what is he a doctor of? Isn't that like botany or something? No. I'd be, I'd be surprised if he was a doctor of anything. And Judge Judy. No, you need to get rid of that <laughs> zero and get yourself a hero. Get one. And that's only slightly less wow. interesting than the actual show is. And Judge Judy. Judge Judy, oh, what? That's, that's also oh. still going, which is Honey, aim amazing. higher. Really? I, no, honestly. I, I abide by you. Judge Judy is very serious, and she's very black and white. I already said I was very judgmental, so it's perfect for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. What I, is it I you know. like about it? You, is it the? She can tell when people are lying or not. Can you? No, absolutely. Would I have six ex-boyfriends if I if I could? <laughs> I didn't know you had six ex-boyfriends. Here they are right now. We I know. Them all yeah, here. Who's here? Fuckers. Talking of which, where is Andrew, by the way? I, Andrew Duhon is supposed to have been here like a half me. hour ago. He sometimes he is late, but is. this is <laughs> this is pretty late for Andrew. He's my co-host. He's oh okay. So you know, well, would be good uh, if he know. showed up. I think I we're all holding happened. up our respective ends. I think, we ends, yeah. so. I think we're, we're doing, doing fine right. without mm -hmm. him. But anyway, so when you say six ex-boyfriends, there's probably more. There's probably more. Yeah, if I stop to count, my dear. Well, how? Why did you pick on six? Is it just a random number that just yeah. came to you? Yeah. Okay. It seemed like a manageable. Who, you who know, was, is that one of them right there walking past? Oh, stop! Who it. was the? Who <laughs> was the last one? <laughs> You're so mean. My last one uh, was a fellow named Chris, Chris, who was the life of the party. Um, turns out that he was an alcoholic, and I thought he was a social drinker, and the reason that he was the life of the party is because he was always half in the bag, and he was emotionally stunted at, and stopped at 16 years old. Do you know mm. what I mean? Is he, is he, do I know what you mean? Or do I have to know what that means? No, you don't. Exactly. No, you, no, no, you don't. What is it? Everybody's kind of looking at me like. <laughs> How long were you dating? 
We were together for two years. Was he 16? He was 16 during two no, years. No, he was emotionally. He was 18. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna talk anymore. It took you two years no, to I, figure I, out that. The I meant emotionally. Um, I meant that you put up with an emotional. Oh, that's a nice way of putting it. 16-year-old man for two I years. I did. I was thinking. I did. You must be pretty slow off the mark to take two years well, to figure out a guy's an alcoholic. Y'all. And emotionally succeeding. Kind of because you're a you're a put together kind of gal. You, Thank you. There is certainly something that was appealing and attractive Thank to him. Thank you, James. Agreed. Agreed. Hmm. Well, I'm not arguing about that. But why did it take you so long? Were you scared to get rid of him because you thought maybe there wouldn't be anyone better out there? That was part of it for sure. Yeah, he was he was handsome. He had a great job. He was a funny. He was charming. He was uh, and as He's got most a lot going for him. Already. Alcoholics are very mm-hmm. charming right. and, and like I said, life of the party. And, um, this was here in New Orleans, I assume. No, actually, it was in California. You don't meet that many good alcoholics in California. Why didn't he move here? Well, what he, do you mean a good alcoholic? <laughs> well, you know, people who really like to drink and have a good time, they mostly they end up here. Here was the clue. We had to have beer. He had beer, <laughs> one beer each, a can of beer each in his pocket when we were on the ski lift going skiing at 11 in the morning. That should have been a tip-off. I don't go skiing, but do you go skiing, Kelsey? I wouldn't know. No, I I, um, I grew up in Louisiana. I haven't had right. a lot of opportunities James, to do, do that. Skiing? But I mean, if I was going water skiing, I would probably have two. Yeah, two beers. Really? I'd say that sounds okay. I am back at the cabin having hot chocolate feet up, watching Sports Center yeah. while everybody else is out breaking their legs. No, I'm fine. Are you a skier? Check with actually, me. I'll, I'll be in the game room. I, I, yeah. I am. Yes. So you're I, like an outdoorsy type. I'm very outdoorsy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a California hippie. Is, really? what, is what I am. Okay. So you grew up in San Francisco? I did not. I grew up in Montreal, Canada. And oh, then really? I moved to California to attend college. And I thought I was going to San Francisco State, where everybody was protesting. And it turned out that I was going to University of San Francisco, which was Jesuit. So Big difference? Huge difference. You mean you signed up for the wrong college by mistake? My mother signed me up. Is that right? Yeah. I've never heard that story before. You went to the wrong college by mistake. <laughs> Well, hey, have you, has anyone ever told you that? Other than you, you know, I'm feeling very like less mistake, than though. right now. Really? Yes. <laughs> to me, it doesn't audience, sound like a mistake. It, to me, it sounds like the universal path ah, for nice. you. It was just meant I, to be. I met a very nice boyfriend there. So okay, he that was, was number a, one. He was a good guy. He was number I'm one. I'm going to write this down on the my table college boyfriend. He was not a Jesuit. He, 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 he was a, not a Jesuit, but he was Catholic, as am I. Okay. And we traveled around Europe together on $800 for a year. Wow. That's a pretty good deal. That was that 1963 or something. That was like in the prehistoric yeah, Jurassic Yeah, it sounds like period. it might have been before, the, before currency was invented. Yeah, yeah it was. What, we used um, stones. <laughs> Sisyphus's stones. Sisyphus. What was the dude's nice name, callback. number one? I'm sorry? What was his name, number one? Philip. Philip. Okay, Philip. So I'm writing this down. Philip was number one. Yes, and he's okay. actually an attorney now. And, and I, he's an attorney. And I feel I'll like I should have stuck with him. I really do. Oh, God. Where is I, he today? Is, have is you not, spoken to him? Can I get back in touch? He's yeah. married. Oh, oh big deal. I, I, yeah, I know, right? Is he happy? Since when does that? Probably not. Have you tried to get in touch with him on no. Facebook? Should I? Yes. Give me my C-Rock phone. Can Come get on. C-Rock can find him for you in about 10 seconds. Get, find him. Philip Snell. S-N-E-L-L. Take a picture. Pull him up and let's, let's, Sam Raphael. Snell. Yeah, look him up. Okay, let's find him. Okay, that didn't. I went out with a really cute one who I looked up on Facebook. He's married also, but he was a Fred Crawl. K R A L L, and he is a physicist. Wow! And his um, his wife is gorgeous and like a rocker and all tattoos and and like fabulous looking. I was so jealous. Sounds like an interesting couple. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mr. and Mrs. Talk Prowl, about your exes. Please. Get me off the hook I got here, James. Number two, I've got four. No, jeez, no, please. He's making notes here I've on got, the table. I've got oh, number one is Philip the attorney. Number two is Fred Crowell, the physicist. And number six is Chris. I'm still stuck on why alcoholic. I went to the wrong college. That is very interesting. I know. I'm so embarrassed. I'm Why noticing a gap there between three and We've three, got three, four, four and five, five to go. Did you have a good college experience, though? Um, I dropped out. Okay. After two years. You dropped years. out of the Jesuits. I did, because mm. it was awful. I hated it. It was horrible. Why didn't you just transfer to the other school Could where they were smoking weed? Could have, yeah. but instead I went to uh, Europe. Ah, well, that's good, too. Yeah. With, yeah. with Philip Snell. With Philip Snell. <laughs> so, with 800 bucks. Oh, God. So, that's, so that worked out pretty good then. <laughs> I see a lawsuit in my future. <laughs> no, can anybody talk about their exes or their current ah, partners, please? Well, You're doing did, really well on your no. own. Why didn't yeah. you use these new neural pathways to... Did I even freaking know about that then? I was I was a mess. So I was we a do it hippie now? and I was doing drugs and it was and then I quickly segued of? into sex, drugs, rock and roll because I lived in the Haight Ashbury. Boom. Yeah. Done talking about me. I love it. That sounds great. Are you still doing any of those? Uh, yes, and I will not say which one. You're only doing one out of the three. Sex, I know, drugs, such and rock and roll. What were you doing back in the day? Of drugs? Yes. Zero. What question. if my, I, when my mother might listen to this? Well, I'm you, not going to... She's still alive. Is your mom still alive? Yes, my mom is still alive. Jesus awesome. Christ, How I'm old not that freaking old. How, well, you, Sorry. Well, you went around Europe for $800 for a year. You must be pretty old. Okay, how, can somebody how else old, talk, please? How old is your, how old is your mom? Let's get another mojito going over here. Oh Good idea. God. How old is your mom? My mother is 85, bless her 85? heart. 85? That's pretty good. Yes. What? So stop Where doing the numbers. Okay. Put the pen away. <laughs> stop I, subtracting. She okay. lives in South Lake Tahoe, and Ooh, I have beautiful. a big crackling in my headphones. And, uh, um, well, this is not KCBO. What, what did this gentleman ask me, this young fellow? He was asking what drugs you were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So well, I, I think we can guess. Mushrooms? Oh, did you do any quaaludes? Yes. See, quaaludes are awesome. I don't know why we can't get those. I know. I love quaaludes. That was the best drug of all time. It really was. South Africa. Do, do you, Is that where they are? Really? Sarah? Still legal. Oh, my God. Still legal. Have you Is ever done quaaludes? Do they still Have you? manufacture them? I I mean, yes. Quaalude was a brand name, right? It was. Okay. Yeah, but it was made by a drug company. Well, I mean, he it was says a... they still have them in Syrup South Africa. knows a lot about it. Dude, I'm going. What's up, Is that right? Johannesburg, you can go to South Africa and get a prescription. I've never done them, but I know people who brought them back. Oh, right. And you never I'm tried so them? I'm so sure I've never mm. done them. <laughs> can we, can oh, you get a hold of them? It's, like it's like a gem now. Totally. Like, to... Totally. Oh, my God. Well, I... can you get a hold of some for us? I would split one with you like right now. Just yeah, kidding. you would have a whole I'm one. You're not just kidding. If we can get one, Shut how up. much? You, how much you reckon oh they are? So you're God. killing me. How much? I time mean, probably do we have street for? price in South America. You know, or South Wait, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like sorry. You said. So James, but how, you how, don't how, need how, street price because you no, can no, get no, a prescription. No, 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 no. We're so completely still on you at this point. Okay. Okay, so I didn't... Here's what I did. I, I smoked hash because... That's good. Okay. Shall I write this down as well? You can. You can okay. write all that down. I don't even care. Quaaludes. I can't point. spell quaaludes. Um, we did uppers and downers. What's an upper? What? <laughs> what exactly? uh, Mr. Innocent what over exactly here. What exactly is that? Like Mr. amphetamines, right? Yes, thank you. Okay. Like crystal meth or something? No, no they didn't have like crystal, crystal meth in those days. They were called no. black beauties. Hello, can I get a holler for a black beauty? Black wow. beauty. What, what does it do? What? To, what, what was it designed to do? If it Talk a lot. Run slowly on the beach with a okay. boy. Oh, that's the movie. But, okay. <laughs> but that was that was a drug that was also um, made by a drug manufacturer for real, right? Uh, yes, and I don't and know what, what the was drug the intention name. Of it. 
of it is. It's probably for kids who had ADD or something. I don't know. But back, if I was on a Black Beauty right ADD. now, I would like to talk nonstop and never let you guys talk. Okay, so it's like the cocaine. I think I've been on this show when there have been people who uh-huh. had Black mm-hmm. Beauty's word on we this used show. To, we used to hand those out. That explains so much. Right? Okay. So you you were on the hash Quaaludes Black Beauty. Mm-hmm. Coke. Coke. Cocaine. I mean, I might, you know, I'm, I'll never let my mother listen to this. Yeah, I, I switched the you. Diet Coke. How's her hearing, by the way, with her 85 years old? Oh, her hearing is She's terrible. Sh- it's bad, she, so no. don't worry about that. So she, what does she do in Lake Tahoe? <laughs> she, um... She got a nice spot there? Can she you? does. You can go anytime you want. Is that right? Yeah. She, she'd be happy to have you. I noted that. Yeah, okay. y'all can go. She would she cook for nice. you. Look at she lives she by cooks. herself. She has two fridges, one in the back Milk to meat. stock up. Is she kosher? Every She's grandmother not, I'm not or mother has so what, right. Has two, has two fridges. fridges. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You too. Why? Why does your mom have two fridges? I. I Storage? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. guess. What yeah. kind of person needs so much food that they Thank have to you. have two fruits? I don't, I don't know, but and then, it's, and it's then, a thing. And then I call her, <laughs> okay. and, and, I, and I go, Mom, I called you and you weren't home. She goes, yeah, I was out shopping for groceries. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> well, you could have the fridges, apocalypse, well, and maybe, you would survive maybe for a year you in your were, house. Maybe she if you had, were, like, canning and stuff, maybe you would want to... Maybe Which, there's like mental you know, problems going on here. With I don't look, do that. Here's, so I don't here's the awesome thing about my mother. If you go visit and, and stay with her, you'll see. Oh, she'll say, what do you want for dinner? And without batting it, and you'll say, well, I want coco vin. Mm. And she'll Into say, the freezer. Okay. To pull out a chicken, pull out the wine, pull out the dead, the dee, 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 and 30 minutes later, you can have that. So she's like a chef. Yeah, Wh- yeah. Which yeah. side of Tahoe is she on? She's on the South Shore. Okay. You know a bit about Tahoe, Jack? There's that weird, surreal bit of Americana when you're driving in sort of from the, the, the fishing camps and the small communities on the California side, and you get to the Nevada side, and it's like literally on the other side of the intersection is 28-story high casino and lights, and then you turn around and look at the California side, and it's like bait and tackle shops. Right. It's, it's, it's literally all or nothing yeah. as you cross the state line. And you'll find my mom there at the blackjack table. Oh, really? Yeah. So, she's a, so mom's a gambler and a chef. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's sounding pretty good. She is. And she's, she's awesome. single or what? She is, uh, uh, for what up. do you call it, widowed. She's wid- What do you call it? All right. Okay. <laughs> well, she sounds like a pretty uh, fun person to hang out with. Yeah, you can go. I can set you guys up. All right. I don't know your marital status. Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm looking for an older woman. There you go. Boom. She's so got three properties and, um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do not. You're the only child, and your mom has four, pro- three properties total. Yeah, I'm, I'm very. What are they? What are these three properties? I want to write that down. As well. <laughs> One in Santa Cruz. Have you been to She's Santa got Cruz, a place James? In Santa Cruz. Yeah. Okay. Through it, not to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mom charming, good. charming town. I want to go meet mom. Hey, Kelsey, do you have another song for us before Please, we go? Please, God. Oh. Mom, <laughs> a good idea. Oh, what? Um, <laughs> what's your mom's name? Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Sirach, did we find uh, Philip Snell, the attorney? Uh, no, it, wrong age. What do you mean? I mean, I found a Philip Snell, but... But not... Too young. Too really? young to be the guy we're yeah. looking for. Huh. Wait, was we'll just 16? No, try wait, LinkedIn. Crazy. Exactly. I know he's on Facebook. <laughs> you know he's on Facebook. I do, I see I him I could try Fred Crawl. Yeah, tr- yeah, pull up Fred, because he's so handsome and cute. But Linda says he's definitely on Facebook. How could you not find him of all people? Maybe he went uh, off. Some, some weird, never know. Some weird old people uh, don't upload pictures of their faces hey now. on hey Facebook. Hey, now. It's like hey a, now. what is it, you a see, picture I'm of? I'm getting uh, it from the host. Like I didn't know I had to get it from like you, too. like a front or something. Oh, my God. Okay, so Philip Snell is not... Weird old people. How are you well, not doing you, me like Well, not this? you, but he's saying that Philip Snell is a well, weird old person. by association, he's saying he's old like me. Anyway, Kelsey, go. 
Kelsey, what are you playing? So, I'm going to play a song called So Low, which I feel like is where we might all end up <laughs> if we just already, kept going. That's L O W. If we kept going down this road. Um, this will also be on the new record. Where the night goes, how'd we get so low? Where the night goes, how'd we get so low? I feel my words wrapped around your throat. I find my hands in the pockets of my coat. Comes tumbling down, and every last call is a thorn on this ground. Come on, baby, let me bring you home. Ain't no sense in sitting here alone. The new album, which is called The Place That You Call Home. The Place That You Call Home, and the band is called Evermore Ever Nest. Nest. 
which is a very difficult name to remember, isn't it, Linda? No. Not at all. Not okay, at all. James, is it difficult to remember I've or not? I've got it. You got it? Ever more nest. Yeah. So, James, you, you're an announcer on a classical music station. Yes. So that's what I've always wondered, because I've worked on music stations a lot. Okay. But they're rock stations. Okay. So the songs are two, three, sometimes four minutes long, if you're lucky. And every two, three or four minutes, you have to do something. You've got to punch a button, or you've got to play another song, or play a commercial, or talk, or something. But a classical station, the songs are like 20 minutes long. They certainly can be. So I'd... what do you do? You say, here's... So like, how would you introduce a record? Well, uh... Tomorrow, I, I put the music uh, together for tomorrow, this afternoon, before coming here to Wayfair to meet all of you fine folks. Yes. Uh, I like to do little bits of thematic programming. So tomorrow, I have a bit of music from the Kenneth Branagh Hamlet film. Oh from my God, I, I, I love that. I forget the year, but uh, Patrick Doyle did the that. score. And right after that, a real short piece, two minutes, I, we go into the Romeo and Juliet overture by Tchaikovsky, sort of keeping with the Shakespeare theme. How long is that? About 17 minutes. 17 minutes. You've got yeah. 17 minutes in which you don't have to do two anything. Two and then 17, yeah. Because you've got a two-minute piece. That's not really classical music. That's music from a movie. It is. It is. We, well, you know. we call it good sounds, you know? Good sounds. Good okay. sounds on your radio. That encompasses quite a few different things. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't call that classical music, but okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It yeah. is. Doesn't mind what I call it. I it have to say, the individual thing, if you were to categorize, uh, categorize all the requests that come in over the course of a year, the biggest bucket of requests is for film music. That's sad. No, I don't think so. I don't well, think so. People, so people say, who is your favorite living composer? Far and away, people say John Williams. And I don't think that has anything to do with, with quality or concerns about that. It is what people like. If you listen to a really like, great classical music station like the New York Times classical station. Sure, like QXR, yeah. WQXR, yeah. Or, or what is the one in Los Angeles? Uh, KC, uh, the one from the co from college KUSC. Yeah, KUSC. That's they don't the play one. movies. Oh, absolutely, movie they do. do oh, they? absolutely. I think they Especially the they one in do. Los Angeles. That they is do. their. That is their. I mean, it's a one-industry town. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they have a lot of people in the movie business, but I thought the classical music stations played strictly classical music, not. Not in the 21st not century. Uh, I, okay. have, I have recently found out that one of the, the, the stations that I would have referred to as sort of being, you know, very tweedy and very British, they not only have a film music show, they have a video game music show. <laughs> okay, now I've heard which everything. Is, which is something that I'm, I'm completely at sea with. I mean, I'm aware of composers who have written for films like Michael Giacchino, who got their start writing video games, but there is enough compelling music to make a one- and two-hour weekly show on Classic FM and on one of the BBC channels. And that's, that was games. news to me that I have found you, that out about four or five months ago. Show, Many of them are very cinematic, so it's not that Agreed. different. Agreed. Maybe uh, it's cool. Have you listened to the show? Is it I, good? I, I have, and not having played the video games, I feel like I'm missing something because they're, <laughs> they're, well, they're, they're talking about the characters. If if, do you feel drawn in, maybe, that you want to? I wish I knew more. What you, so what do fair. you do? Well, I'm fair. interested. We have to get out of here, apparently. Thomas has given me Let's the Let's go another up. three hours. But what, did you do? what do you do for the 17 minutes while the Tchaikovsky piece is playing? I have a lot of emails from listeners, you know. That we have, we have so meetings. You, yeah. you can go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. That's but always a thing. on a rock station, you have to wait for a long time. I meet up with Thomas the in the hallway, let him know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So, you have, well, I'm getting, so you get time off. It's so not time off. You're also writing levels, and especially in a 17-minute piece of orchestral music, uh, you have high highs and you've got low lows, and you want to make sure everything is equalized. Oh, so you have to keep messing with the board. That's part of the job. You know, working oh, okay. the faders, yeah. Okay. 
Well, I just want I go to the bathroom. Why? That's what I do. And that's how you met boyfriend number four was working the faders, I believe. We've that's what two, you said. We've got, we've got three, four, and five to go, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the next show. Okay. Are you coming back? That would be great. Thank so, you. What, so your show on KCBR, we can hear that on the internet. KRCB. KRCB, not yeah. KCBR. I've got that written yeah, down wrong. that's all right. K it was an anagram. R-C. It is. And that's in San Francisco. It's in the north of San Francisco, and okay. I do a show called New Orleans by the Bay. New Orleans by the Bay. And I'm Miss Sazerac. Oh, you've got a radio name. I do. Do you know what James's radio name is? Uh, James? Uh, Mr. Sazerac. Oh, That's a weird comment. nice My little is. sugar cube. Mr. and Mrs. Sazerac. <laughs> little bitters. I think we have a name for the show now, Mr. and Mrs. Sazerac. Love okay, it. Okay, I'm writing that down. Kelsey can be baby Sazerac. So... <laughs> <laughs> little baby. That, maybe that was the baby up the tree. Well, they say absent makes the heart grow mm. fonder. Oh, so. very good. Mm. Oh, it's endless. You're a baby. See how he closes out the show? Baby Sazerac, my spirit guide. That's another good name. Baby Sazerac. Baby Sazerac, my spirit guide. That's what I should have named the record. Shoot. Is it too late? Have you got, have you got Sequel. all the... Next one. Sequel. We'll work on it. We get naming rights, you and I. Okay. That's a great idea. Hey, guys, th- I cannot believe that's a whole hour. And I, I can't either. I haven't gotten to anything. I want to keep talking about sex. Do you? Uh, yes. We haven't even started well, talking I know. about sex We covered drugs and rock and roll. Well, so, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we'll come back and we'll talk about sex on the next one. Deal. When, so when you're having sex with someone and you're a mindful person, what goes through your mind? You uh, absolutely are focusing on every single sensation and nothing else. Does it make sex any better? Well, I yeah. would think. Hello. Duh. <laughs> Okay, that's good, because mostly you're not supposed to be distracted from anything. I mean, even driving, you're supposed yeah. to be thinking about driving. Next show. Man, I am out of the loop here. Yeah. Really? Well, I get excited when my soup is hot. You know, I just... Okay. James, how you're o- so sweet. How often are you drinking, eating soup? Sort of like a regular... I'll, I'll show you the sketches later. That's all right. <laughs> okay. James, we didn't get to much, but we can hear you on Classical 104.9. Absolutely. FM weekdays 9 to 1, my, my co-host uh, Jack Hopke and I. Are you both on together? Well, weekdays 9 to 1, he's Monday, Tuesday. I am a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I okay. miss Jack. I love him so much. I, I will tell him you said Well, he's on 104.9. You can go listen well, to him. I still. know that. He was good. You were both good when you were on WW. And I'm sorry you're not still both on there. You were both the best DJs they had on that session. Is Fair Hudkins part of the classical? He does a lot of our underwriting work for us. Fantastic. He does. I miss Fair. He was the He's only one who too. could really pronounce WWNO really quickly so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always blew Clearly. My mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's gone. <laughs> he doesn't even do an air shift anymore. You're off WWNO. Jack Hopke's off of WWNO. Why did they get rid of all the best well, people? Jackson. Not that the people there aren't any good now, but no, you of guys not. were the cream of the crop. I You're very sweet. Jack semi-retired himself. He wanted to spend more time with, with the wife and the new dog, but he still does his Saturday jazz show on the main channel on WWNO, and then he does a classical 104.9. Super show, by the way. Yeah. So he's still in there. He's still pitching. But you're yeah. still working for the same people. It's the same company. Why don't they drag you back onto the franchise show? On the They're trying to bring in a new crop of... A we new have new a 24-hour FM radio station. All right. 104.9 FM, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, it is. Okay, let's God go check you. it out. Thank you so much, James. Cheers. for being here. Linda Seabright Come has been Come do mindfulness well. with me at the Mint on uh, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Mindfulness at the Mint, Saturdays at 10 a.m. That's not that hard for me. I'm glad you got that in. And Kelsey May and the new band is called Evermore, Evermore Nest. Nest. Check out evermorenest.com. And uh, you can see me tomorrow night at the Bowtie Bash, benefiting uh, No AIDS Task Force. 
and Crescent Care. Saturday, I'm playing with uh, Chris Champagne as his, at his comedy show, <clears throat> News with the Pissed. It's at Treo at 8 o'clock on Saturday. Okay. And uh, I'll be at French Quarter Fest on April 15th at uh, 11 a.m., I believe. Which, which stage? The songwriter stage. Songwriter stage. A, it's at the House of Blues. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody. That's a good, good line of stuff. Thank you to the Basic Swimming Gym. We can get a full range of fashion swimsuits and workout yoga clothes. That's right next to Basics underneath the lingerie store on Magazine Street to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product that can prevent a hangover and Louisiana legs, that, where you can find um, legs, ings, not actual legs, but things to put your legs in. You can find that on Facebook and on Etsy. And thanks to our Patreon subscribers as well. If you want to check that out, go to patreon.com and look for its New Orleans happy hour. Our producer of our show is Graham DuPonte. Our associate producers, Alison Moon and Christian Unruh, is our music director, Thomas Walsh is our technical director, Asher Griffith is our Facebook Live director, and Andrew Searock is our fact checker and social media connector who can also get us quaaludes. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, can stay upright for about one hour, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, it's newworms.com, where you can also check out many other hours of happy hour, as well as some other shows you make around here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker, and our award-winning podcast about death. Simply called Death, the podcast, which was named one of 40 top podcasts in America in 2017, which was only last year, after all. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. Those photos were taken today by our photographer, Alison Moon. If you listen to this show on your favorite podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment if you've got one to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they have a three-hour happy hour here every day and a great brunch on the weekends. Happy Hour is a production of IMO Broadcasting for itsneworms.com. Andrew Duhon is somewhere. You can find him on andrewduhon.com. For him and everyone else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our office at IMO Broadcasting, thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week for more happy hour. Okay, everybody, okay.